Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Chad here. And yes, we are at Moss Pawn and Gun. Finally, we've gotten back at Moss to do some videos. Uh, there's been a lot of confusion about why we haven't been at Moss as lately, or as much lately as we'd like to be. You know, uh, we're doing the YouTube stuff full time now, and we've been taking on a heck of a lot of video projects. And traveling. sometimes, yeah, yeah, traveling. And sometimes that doesn't really allow us to, to get here as often as we'd like to be. Uh, but whenever we get the opportunity, we'd love to make it up here and do videos and everything. So we're back in gun gripe country. This is where gun gripe started, was here behind this counter. So uh, there, there's been a lot of things to gripe about, and there's, there's definitely some things that we're going to be getting to in some future videos. But uh, something that comes uh, to mind, uh, the day that we're recording uh, this video today is the 28th, Saturday. Uh, we've got an article that was put out just yesterday, Friday, May 27th, by uh, the NRA's ILA uh, branch here, and it goes over some things that are going on in California that are definitely troublesome. I mean, California is known for their uh, very uh, <laughs> well, horrible gun laws. Whatever isn't going on in California when it's related to guns. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just always there's there's always some legislation just being hammered down the line at the citizens of California and it's just crazy how you know you'll say northern California is pretty conservative but once you get past Sacramento it's just all liberal and that pretty much controls the the whole state you yep. know it's it's sad it's just like Washington it, it's know? it's it's a very troubling thing overall because you you have to look at it these politicians that are in California are are literally not only prying at your rights but they're also prying at each other to claim the throne for who came up with the idea. And that's the bad thing about it. When the, the worst thing that they're going to argue about is who's going to steal the thunder and who's going to get the honor of being the guy that helped push all this through. And that, that's a very sad state of affairs when all they can do is line up and argue with each other over who came up with the idea, who I, whose idea it was for this bill or that bill. So uh, as it stands right now, there's been um, four out of five of the proposed bills that have already passed committee. Yeah, so there's some pretty pretty snaky stuff going on. Yeah, basically there's five uh, anti-gun bills that were put through the uh, Assembly Appropriations Committee, and um, one of the bills was not uh, put through, so it's not going to make it in the 2016 legislative session, and that one pretty much would have banned all semi-automatic firearms that didn't meet a specific uh, characteristic. That was yeah. Assembly Bill 1663, yep. and like Chad said, uh, that that's a pretty far-reaching bill, which they're all far-reaching. I mean, any anything... That, that deprives you of your rights, even in the smallest way, shape, or form, is just completely wrong. I mean, there's just, what's already happened in California is bad enough, but then to try to add, I mean, this is the icing to their cake. You know, this, this, is, the, this is the crown of their masterpiece. Yeah, this I is mean, the, the final straw for them is to try to get all this through. A lot know? of people outside of California don't know what a bullet button is. You know, a bullet button was a workaround, you know, for uh, an anti-detachable magazine bill several years back. Right. You know, when people were creating like the rings and whatnot with a little tit on them, so you could just push your bullet button and you know to press your magazine. There's a ton of competitors out there in California that use, you know, bullet button equipped rifles to shoot three gun with. So I mean, to. people have gotten around with them. There's hunters out there that use ARs still, and they just they they deal with it because you know, law-abiding citizen means just that. You abide by the laws. Oh, but wait, then there's people that just don't worry about it oh, and they just build the guns that they want and then they go and shoot up their co-workers and call it workplace violence. Yeah, well, they try to call it workplace violence, yeah, like what happened in San Bernardino. Well, but, we're not going to get on that. That's a completely different issue. But, but that is kind of one thing that led up to this new legislation was the, you know, the, the tragedy that occurred in San Bernardino. Yeah. You know, which was a terrorist attack. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that they were really worried about their bullet buttons, weren't they? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. 
But, uh, but that basically, the, the bill that he's talking about is Assembly Bill 1664. Uh, before we go any further, I will mention too, uh, you know, this last week we were up in uh, Louisville, Kentucky uh, to go up to the NRA annual meeting and it was a really awesome time. We got to meet a bunch of awesome fans, check out a bunch of new products. It was a really, really pleasurable time. And uh, I, I had the pleasure of getting to meet a lot of the you know cool people at the NRA that were able to kind of fill me in on things like this and make sure we're staying up to date on stuff. And they're very, very passionate people out there in the NRA that, that are very passionate about their, their Second Amendment and, uh, and about your Second Amendment rights. And I tell you, um, I mean, I've, I've got my lifetime membership, so I went ahead and, and got my lifetime NRA membership, and I encourage everybody to do that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that have their NRA sticker on their car, they don't realize that their NRA membership's lapsed and has been lapsed for four years, but they still got that sticker on their car and they don't realize that their membership dues aren't, haven't been paid. And guys, it's you know, something to think about. You know, you know? We, we kind of, you know, complain about the NRA from time to time, you know, for certain certain things, but, uh, you know, they're still the biggest gun lobbying organization in the country and it's worthwhile to be a part of that lobbying organization because they fight legislation like this. It's going it is. And seeing, seeing the size of what they have going on, it's really impressive to see that they can bring all those folks together. So that was a really positive experience for us. Uh, but moving on in the video, so we just talked about, uh, let's see, we talked about 1664, which was talking about the detachable magazines and the whole bullet button thing. Um, that has actually passed uh, assembly. And then going on to 1673, the whole ghost gun thing is kind of what that more or less Yeah, so basically um, assembly bill 1673, which is passed committee and which will be going on to the uh, assembly floor, which will get into this legislative session for this year. Okay, so this is uh, expanding the definition of firearm to include unfinished frames and or receivers that can be readily convertible. So basically 80% lowers, which you know you buy just you know, direct to your doorstep, and then you buy a jig and you uh, mill it out, and then you've got yourself a firearm. You got yourself an AR receiver that you right. didn't have to go through a you know background check for or anything like that. Okay, some people just don't like their rifles to be on a 4473. You know, but is a criminal going to go through that trouble? Most likely not. So this is just a, a stab at law-abiding citizens who just want to be kind of off the radar. Yeah. You know, I don't even think that it's, it's so much as being off the radar. I really hate to think of it like that because... Yeah, a lot of people I, do. You think about the prepper mentality. Some, some people know? might, but I would think that 80% is, for someone who's kind of a scholar of firearms, somebody that wants to learn everything they can learn about a gun, they want to build a gun. Some people have that hobbyist mentality where they just want to build their own and call it their own. I mean... It, it's one of those random things. When they talk about a ghost gun or, or a gun that somebody doesn't know about, who freaking cares? There's 330 million guns in the U.S. You think that if somebody takes a piece of aluminum, drills some holes in it, grinds some crap out. Now, I will tell you that most of the 80% builds that I've seen are not even all that great anyway. Most people do some real hack jobs on those things. Not putting them down for trying, but it's just, you know, a, it's just a matter of not having the, the correct equipment. I mean, you can do exactly. that kind of work on a drill press, but it is not designed for it. You know? you know, drill presses are not designed for fore and aft movement. They're designed <coughs> for up and down movement. Mm. They're designed for drilling things. They are not designed to have a load bared against them like a milling machine is. A milling machine is actually made for fore and aft and cutting things out. So a lot of people use the wrong tools, but that's not what this video is about. But um, it's still just a stab at honest, law-abiding people. I mean, I, I have 80% and I have standard AR receivers. I don't give a crap which one I build it off of. I'm going to build the gun I want, and that's going to be the bottom line. And most law-abiding people aren't going to care whether it's an 
or a registered – well, I say registered, but a, a, a receiver that's on a 4473. So, yeah, so 1673 is through committee, and we need to keep definitely keep an eye on that. So moving on to 1674 – uh, yeah, this is this is total crap. All right, so 1674 would expand the current restriction on the number of firearms an individual can purchase within a 30-day period. So they're limiting the firearms that you are legally able to purchase within a 30-day period. Okay. Good thing that's not here. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah, I mean, people. And, and here's the thing: a receiver is considered a firearm. Okay, so I'm not necessarily complaining about this from California's perspective, but let's say that, okay, say that I go down to the local gun, sh gun shop somewhere and they have Anderson AR-15 receivers on sale for $19.99 and I want to just invest a little money and go buy some receivers for a rainy day just to have them in case, you know, there's another gun scare or gun band scare or there's this run on ARs again and I just want to have them in case I want to build a gun and not have to be, you know, searching high and low for a stupid little receiver when they're 20 bucks now. Yeah. So say I want to buy, you know, 30 of them or 20 of them or whatever. What they're saying is they, they want to be able to determine, oh, well, that's too many. You can't buy that many in a 30-day period. What does it matter how many firearms you own? I mean, it, so are you going to say that a post a, a postage stamp collection can only be a certain size because, oh, no, that's too many post, postage stamps. You can't collect stamps or shot glasses or keychains. No, you can't do any of that. I mean, some people truly just look at buying guns as a collectible. I mean, they, they are a commodity that is collectible. And once a firearm leaves a gun shop, it is your property to do with whatever you see fit. That firearm is your property. It is a piece of property. It's not some some magic thing that a guy can just summon and, oh, I've got the serial number, so I'm going to plug it in a little computer and hit enter, enter and a drone's going to go pick the gun up and bring it back to me. No, it doesn't work that way. It is a piece of property that that person can do with whatever they wish. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, real details here, but, I mean, I, I'm not sure what the gun show laws are like in California, but, I mean, what about private sales? I mean, there's no... Uh, registration, to my knowledge, in California on like private sales, you know, like they have up in Washington State now, pretty much, where you have to go through a FFL holder for every single transaction, whether it be private or in a in an FFL uh, like um, like malls here. I mean, it's just that's right, you know. But the thing is, remember, criminals don't obey the law. So all this is doing is just harboring, um, basically, just uh, or hindering uh, law-abiding people from. It's, uh being able to purchase the firearm. It's feel-good legislation. It, well, it, it's the it kind of things that these people are doing because for some reason they get so, get something in their mind they think they're going to sleep better at night knowing that they tried to do something or they think they can do something, but it, it's messed up. So moving on to uh, Assembly Bill 1695. Ooh, this one's interesting. Well, 1695, what I equate this to, it's the same principle behind why all handguns have to go out the door with a trigger lock. You ever notice that? Anytime you buy a handgun, either from the factory or used or whatever, they always have this little bogus trigger lock they give you uh, with the gun. And that equates to an older piece of legislation that went through uh, the Youth Handgun Safety yeah, Act, yeah. I believe it was. So that particular piece of crap, I mean, so, so they basically want it to, they give you this little pamphlet and they give you a trigger lock, and, 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 and it's feel-good legislation. They want you to read the little pamphlet and go, yeah, little Timmy's going to get a hold of my gun if I don't lock it up. And that's really <laughs> that's really bad way to look at things as a parent. So, so what, am I just going to take my gun and just leave it out in the open with a lock on it 
and just let little Timmy do whatever he wants to because, but, but I read the Youth Handgun Safety Act though. I'm informed now. I put the lock on it that they gave me. So it's okay for me to be irresponsible and let my kid do whatever he wants to. The thing is, I mean, where responsibility comes into play is proper education of children around firearms. I mean, I, right. my son's five and I've started teaching him how to shoot 22s. But but it, but it sets a precedence so. that that uh, that a gun with a lock on it is a safe gun. It's not. And that's not. And but but that's what they want you to think. And it's just this legislation reminds me very much of that. So basically, what they want to be able to do is every time you buy a gun, they want to be able to basically indoctrinate you on the like proper storage mm -hmm. and trafficking. And it's just. Yeah, so this is not just handguns, this is any firearm. So basically, 1695 would require the Attorney General to send notice to each individual who has applied to purchase a firearm, informing him or her of laws relating to firearms, gun trafficking, and safe storage. So we're going to inform you that, you know, gun trafficking, you know, you shouldn't do that, you know. So, uh, you know. Well, well, no, what, what it is is it's one of those deals where it's, it's, it's a kiss the rings kind of thing. They want you to kiss the ring. I'm just trying to imagine the amount of paperwork that's going to have to be generated in order for this yeah. to even be worthwhile. Oh, yeah, I the, mean, the burden on the taxpayers is going to be just insane, <sighs> and it's it's really really pissy to think of it. But so Assembly Bill 2607 uh, deals with some other crap here. It says would expand the class of this. individuals who would seek a gun violence restraining order. Okay, so NRA squash that during the 2014 session due to lack of due process, and in some cases, lack of evidence, and it's also depriving you of your right to bear arms. So, in other words, as I read it, and maybe I'm wrong, but the way I read it is, if <laughs> Joe Blow basically goes, oh, well, this person I think is gonna threaten me with a gun, they can't just strip you of your rights based on what somebody said or what someone thinks you might do, or, oh, this person looks dangerous, so uh, he passes by my house every day, so I want to try to get some form of like a, a restraining order related, you know, a gun type of restraining order against this person, gun violence restraining order. I mean, what the hell is that supposed to mean? So, so it's okay. So, it, it, this goes back to all this crap that they were talking about. Oh, if you see your neighbor uh, leaving his house with an AR-15 strapped over his back, you should call the police on him, even well, if he's what, your neighbor. That's what uh, Killary said. Oh, I know, so. but but it's that same type of thing. You know, it's 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 not individual responsibility. It's it's the fire ant mentality. It's the insect mentality. It's the communism mentality. It's like. All right, well, if this isn't good for everybody, screw you, the individual, because you don't matter. It's, it's the collective's needs and not your needs as an individual. And, it, you know, I was, I was actually making a comment to my wife the other day about this. You know, I live far enough away from society. I, I live out in the middle of nowhere, and I can shoot guns in my yard, I can do what I want, but I live far enough away from society where they can pretend I don't exist. So, see, there's that plausible kind of deniability there. If people think that us gun owners, like like my like me, just because I own quite a few guns, that I'm all of a sudden evil and everything, then fine. They can just pretend that I don't exist, and that's fine. If that makes them feel better, that's okay. But that's not going to stop me from doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. I, I'm a law-abiding, normal, completely average gun owner. Mostly. Maybe. <laughs> Mostly. Well, look, <laughs> just a little bit more information about gun violence restraining order. Okay, yeah. so... Um, Shooters may exhibit certain warning signs of impending violence, but those behaviors may not be severe enough to allow authorities to take preventive action. So those in the best position to see and recognize these warning signs, immediate family members are left without legal means to intervene. So basically, if 
the way the way I read this and the way that it can be kind of turned around <laughs> is if say my wife and I are having an argument or something like that and I just have a bunch of guns you know I mean as I do laying around the house and you know, she just wants to go to the authorities and say, I want a gun violence restraint order because I think he's going to hurt me, even though I never would. Uh, she could do that. And then a judge can sign it in, and then the police can come and confiscate all my firearms without any sort of, like, due process. Well, it, you know? the, the, the scary part... And keep me part, from purchasing firearms as well. The scary part is that people would be dumb enough to do that to each other. But but the other scary part of that is that that is behavior that they are encouraging. They are They are wanting you to use your resources and your due process to turn someone in that's related to you or they're, they're basically wanting to use you against each other. I mean, literally, just like they use tax dollars to enslave us and to use, use our own tax dollars against us. I mean, that's basically what they're doing in California. They're using taxpayer money to cook up this crap. So they're literally using your money to enslave you even further, but then they're expecting you, oh, well, now they're saying not only that, but we want you to turn in your relatives. If you think Uncle Bob uh, might get a little pissed and grab his three fifty seven and start shooting, well, you know, it's, it's just not that cut and dry. But that, they, they want that fear mentality to be set into people's minds. I think that's the biggest thing with this, is they want to promote fear. They want to promote fear. They want you to be scared of each other. They want you to turn in each other. When really, it's it's not each other you got to worry about. It's them. Yeah, my just thing is, around on there. this kind of stuff that goes on in, in households, I mean, why is why are the warning signs not seen earlier on? I mean, why is it all of a sudden, oh, it's gun violence? Well, no, it's just violence in general. I mean, right. you know, anybody I mean, you think that violent. guy ain't going to grab a baseball bat and beat somebody's brains in or grab a knife and stab somebody? I mean, it. I mean, the gun is just a tool. Hell, how about a, uh, a vehicle restraining order, a vehicle violence restraining order? Oh, I'm pissed yeah. off. You know, I'm having a little bit of road rage, so I'm just going to drive up on the sidewalk and run 30 people. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Th that really happened. Oh, you know, uh, or, or maybe we should just, uh, you know, ban gravity. Because, you know, gravity kills all kinds of people. I mean, if, if you're on a building just minding your own business, looking around, enjoying the view, and you get a little close to the edge, that gravity is just going to reach up and pull you over, and you're going to fall, and you're going to splat like a little rutch on the ground. That's going to be the end of you. So we should just ban gravity. And while we're at it, let's just ban water, too, because water kills all kinds of people. You know, I think it's a combination of gravity and water because the gravity holds the water down, and then when you get in the water, the gravity pulls you under the water and you drown. So it's water and gravity you're in cahoots. Yeah. I, I don't think we can't do that. that that's no. not going to work. Still, what's, what's impressive to me is how in the world all these bills got passed through this first assembly, but the 1663. I mean, this one is just the craziest one of all. That's the icing on the cake yeah, out I mean, of all five of that them. That would have banned... 1663 would have banned millions of constitutionally protected firearms that have no association with crime by changing the California definition of assault weapon to rifles to mean, or for rifles to mean, quote, a semi-automatic centerfire rifle that does not have a fixed magazine with a capacity to accept 10 rounds or fewer. So basically anything Any that can accept a detachable magazine, bullet button, or not. Right. I mean, that. that talk about Think the about it. A cake. Marlin Model 60 has a detachable magazine. A magazine yeah. tube. Yeah, but it the magazine is still. Tube, yeah, right? but the magazine is still built into the gun. Mm, you yeah, know? it is. But, but God it's weird. So, so out of all of this, okay, they're expecting, they're expecting a vote 
around Friday, June 3rd, which is about a week from now. But of course, that's not the final final cut per se. It I don't will, think so. It will go on, and it may be as late as what you, you were thinking around November, maybe, or here in a few months. It may. The take way a I minute. read it, like these these bills, when they get they get introduced, they have to go through a few different like committees before they actually reach the the House and then the Senate of a given state. Once so these are there, it's yeah. These are kind of these are kind of going into a different uh, committee now, and they're going to be voted on to be put on the floor, from what I understand. So yeah. that vote is going to occur before June 3rd, on or around, yeah. and then that'll be in this legislative session, from what I understand. So, yep. I mean, guys, if you're in California, I mean, you should know about this, but you need to contact your elected representatives and be like, complain all. I mean, I'm telling you, write them all, call them all, email them all, everything you can possibly do. Even if you're not in California, you should voice your opposition because it's just. It's bullcrap, and the fact that we even have to waste time making videos like this is appalling. I mean, we should be making a video about something pleasant to talk about instead of how people are trying to be stripped of their rights, and I don't agree with it. I mean, I, I'm as pro-gun as it gets, and I don't agree with any legislation that would circumvent or, or otherwise deprive someone of their ability to be a firearms owner. Um, I mean, and you look at the Hughes Amendment recently, uh, just turned 30. Okay, so 30 years we've been dealing with the Hughes Amendment, and they're trying to say it's going to, you know, prevent crime and everything. And a crime has never been committed with the NFA item that I know of, except one time, and that was with a police officer using a suppressor that wasn't even his. He used a, a department suppressor to commit a crime. He basically had it on his person in the commission of a crime, from what I understand. But that's right. the only documented case yeah. of uh, an NFA item being used. I mean, you know, all these registered machine guns that are out there, you don't ever see them being used in crime. They're all used at machine gun ranges. Right. Uh, I mean, big events and stuff like I mean, that, Knob Creek. I mean, it, it's a completely different bag of apples to look into. but. I believe if the Hughes Amendment were to ever go the way of the dodo, we'd be all the better. Uh, you know, I, I think that people that that have the responsibility of owning NFA items, and it is a responsibility that I believe in some cases may even reach further than just a standard gun because, for one, just the, I would say more or less just because of the paperwork mm. involved in the NFA stuff now. But let's just say that you could go and buy a suppressor right over the counter without any kind of uh, paperwork, just like the uh, Hearing Protection Act is, is trying to accomplish, which you should definitely support. Mm -hmm. uh, but say you could do that, would that mean that a suppressor at that point is any more uh, much of a commodity that needs to be responsibly handled than just a standard firearm? Well, the answer would be no. It's just simply an accessory that goes on the end of the firearm, and, and it's nothing more than a muzzle device at that point. Um, but I think that people associate the responsibility behind those guns so so harshly because of the paperwork involved. Now, and the biggest thing is just being you know, responsible and knowing the laws and whatnot regarding NFA items, like being able to travel with those items, yeah. what states you can travel through, things like that. And the I thing mean, is, only you will care about it. No, your average law enforcement, they don't even know half of that crap. Yeah. They don't even know if you if you told them if you set five different items on the table, one of them's a banana, and the other one is like a muffler off of a freaking car, and then a suppressor and a piece of like pipe that has poop in it from, I don't know, a, a plumber was using or something. Whoa. And then like a, I don't know, whatever, a baking pan. They wouldn't even know which one was actually designed to go on the gun and be used as a suppressor. So, I mean, they might a have a it, little bit of an idea. I, I don't think so. I, I don't give them that much credit. But the point that we're making is, is, is that with these NFA items, most of the people, I would say 99.9% .9 of all the people I've ever met, except Chad, that own NFA items are actually pretty cool people. 
You know, they're easygoing, they're law-abiding, you know, and, and they, they do the right thing. I mean, I can't think of a single time that I've ever gone up to a, a machine gun shoot and had some guy that owned a transferable 1919 not say, hey, you want to try out this 1919? Do I want to try out this 1919? Oh, twist my arm, make me do it. You and know? you give somebody a Express 22 or whatever, it's like, hey, man, check this thing out. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're you're yeah, all of a sudden you're you're the saint of the gun range when you let somebody shoot a machine gun or suppressor or short bore, short barrel rifle. All of a sudden it becomes, you know, this 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 weird passage when you you let someone try it out that's never done it. Yeah, but it it's It shouldn't it's, be that way. You know, NFA is like it one thing is a gateway drug. It's it really is. I'm yeah. I'm addicted. It, it's fun. It is fun stuff. But getting Anyways. back to California, you know, it, it really topic. is. Yeah, we'll get back on topic. It really is bogus what California's going through, and we definitely feel for you guys. I mean, we we try our best to put these kind of videos out as often as we can to try to educate people what's going on. And there's details about this whole thing that we don't know about that we may not be abreast of. I would encourage you guys to research it on your own. Look into it. You know, read up all the articles that the ILA has put out uh, over at the NRA, and just uh, you know, draw your own conclusions, mm -hmm. and more importantly, uh, be proactive in the mm -hmm. community. You know, yeah. If you guys don't know, the ILA is basically the Institute of Legislative Action, I believe, and that's just the legislative branch that uh, is a part of the NRA, and they handle all the lobbying efforts yep. for the uh, for gun rights. They do all know, these bogus like gun laws for so. you guys, and they help beat the bushes and put the word out and everything, and they help. Uh, organize people's efforts where they can be uh, the most beneficial to the situation and ultimately that's what we're trying to do in making this video is making people aware now many of you are probably already aware of it but do what you can uh, I would always make sure your NRA dues are current that's very important uh, every dollar helps I mean it doesn't seem like it's it's a crazy amount or anything but you know when I went to do my lifetime membership I'm thinking okay what is this really going to accomplish over the course of my entire life if I divide the cost of my lifetime membership over the amount of years that I'm likely going to live the rest of my life, is that really going to make a difference? Is it going to matter? I don't know. But it's something that I feel is an important contribution for everything that they do, and I, I think that's very important. Biggest thing with me is, you know, when, when I renew and whatnot or I pay, I mean, it's they always want to send you free stuff. I'm like, look, keep it. I mean, you know, don't send me that stuff. I don't need it. I don't yeah. need a hat. I don't need a shirt. Save that money. Yeah, know? it's one of those things. But, but guys, thank you for watching. We uh, appreciate you. You know, taking the time to watch our video. We're happy to be back at Moss mm -hmm. today. Um, we're going to try to make more videos uh, in this particular session. We're going to be here, and uh, we always appreciate the support of uh, people like Moss letting us come in here and use the resources in the shop, show things off to you guys. You know, we've done a lot of five guns videos mm -hmm. here where we use the resources of the shop to show things off. So we always appreciate their. Uh, you know, support and, uh, and everything they've done for us over the years. So we're definitely going to be doing more videos at Moss. I don't want anybody to think that we're not here anymore. Uh, we, we do film here. We're not necessarily here on a regular basis, uh, but we still support them uh, as a group, and they're just wonderful people. So thank you for watching, and uh, we appreciate it. We've got many more on the way. Uh, be sure to check the description box. We're going to have links for this legislation plus link to the NRA page. So, you know, make sure you're current. But anyways, take it easy, guys. All right, have a good one. Yep.